0: There is something that I feel like God has laid on my heart for the bridge, and, and I really hope that this speaks to someone um, and that we can really receive this and know my heart and, and where it's coming from. Um, so let's all pray together as we go into this. Uh, Lord, we love you. God, we, we do all of this for you. Um, it's all about you, and God, I just pray that you would use me as a vessel, as a humble vessel, to speak your word this morning, and that you would open our hearts, that you would open our minds to receive your word this morning, and that you would prick our hearts as you did back in Acts 2 with the first church. When Peter was speaking to the first church, it said that it pricked their hearts And that is what led to 3,000 people being led to your, your church that day. So prick our hearts, God. Prick our hearts this morning. Let's not let this be just another sermon and another Sunday. Let's not get through routine after routine. But let this be something that speaks to our hearts this morning that can make an impact in our lives to make a difference for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So um, has anyone felt this before? And that's really a rhetorical question because I think I'm gonna have a lot of people that will agree with me on this. But has anyone just hit a point in their life where they're like, is is this it? You know what I'm saying? Like, we go, we wake up. We get out and put our running shoes on and jog every single morning, right? All right, uh, I'm, I'm lying. Uh, I just confessed to my lack of consistency in that area this morning at Boost. Um, no, but we wake up, we get in our cars, we work our way through traffic, we get to work. We have a great time at work, all right? Great time. And then we get out probably a little later than we should on most days, all right? Then we work our way back through traffic. We finally get home. We're starving. We sit down. We have a quick something to eat. We have a few minutes to maybe play with the kids, a few minutes with the wife, the husband, before it's time to go back to bed and start it all over again. And at some point, it was about three years ago for me, it hit me. I'm like, is this what it's all about? Like, is this what I'm here? Like, what is the point, Right? What is the point of this? Are we just made to go through these routines? And in Proverbs, it tells us that where there is no vision, and, and I'll use purpose and vision interchangeably here, but where there is no vision or purpose, the people perish, right? That's right. When my grandmother, Began to she she began to get ill and uh, cancer and so many of us have dealt with that in in our lives with our loved ones and my granddad you know his his whole being everything about him was to be there for her you know as she worked through this and when she ultimately passed granddad passed shortly after. Anyone else, like any loved ones or you kind of, you know what I'm talking about. It was like, he felt like at that point, I have no more purpose. And so he perished shortly after. There was a study that Harvard did and it was um, in, in a nursing home and they took two groups of people. One group, they said, hey, I need you to tend and take care of this potted plant. The other group was not given anything to take care of. There was nothing assigned to them, no purpose given to them. And that group that was given a task, a purpose, lived twice as long on average because they had a purpose to what they were living for. There was hope, there was something that they were doing so that points right back to where there is no vision where there's no purpose the people perish. And I'm not suggesting that if you're not living out your purpose that you're physically going to perish and leave this earth. I'm not suggesting that, but I will suggest that we may be starving ourselves spiritually. I I will suggest that if if you don't haven't found that purpose that spiritually you may be dying out. You may even feel right now kind of just like empty and stagnant with where you're at right now if you still don't know what your purpose is. When we started the church, <laughs> we came together and said, what is the point of all of this? Why, why are we doing this, right? I mean, it's not just to you know, start a church and... You know, play some music and sing together and hang out. Our purpose was established when we started this church. And I'm going to ask on the count of three for us all to say our mission statement. Are we ready? I'm testing you. I'm going to test you. Are we ready? One, two, three. Worship God, love people, and That's right. Come on. That's why the bridge exists. That's why the bridge exists. That's our purpose, guys. Our purpose is to worship God, to love people, and to activate a mission. Where did that come from? Why? What's the point? Did you guys pull that out of midair? No. We said, well, what does Scripture tell us to do? What did Jesus tell us to do? So the Pharisees, the Pharisees are, quick reminder, the ones that tried to trip up Jesus many times. They are the ones that, uh, you know, kind of know it all and um, look down, really, on everyone else. And so they were not digging how Jesus was kind of rocking things. And so at this point, one of the Pharisees came to him trying to trick him, trying to trick Jesus, and says, well, what is the greatest commandment of them all? Thinking that there's no way that... He can come up with the greatest because all of them are important. So Jesus wisely responds that it's to love God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, with your whole being, worship and love God. All right? So worship God. It says the second one, and equally as important, love your neighbor as yourself. Love people, Right? And, and we've talked about this a little bit before. Neighbor is everyone. Neighbor, not, you know, we talk about neighbors living next door. Your neighbor is everyone. Whether or not you share the same hobbies, the same interests, the same likes, the same skin color, the same anything. God loves all of his people. Yes. And so we are to love people. And activate a mission. Activate a mission comes from the Great Commission, which is really where we are told hey, (laughs) Jesus says, I'm gonna leave this earth, and it's on you. I'm gonna send a help, I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit, but it's on you at this point, and I need you to do what I start, finish what I started. Right, so that is what we're about to activate—a mission. It's to grow closer with Him, to mature and to know Him better, right? To to get involved and to serve so that we can reach this community that we love and long for. To introduce people that don't know Jesus like we know Him, and introduce Him to them. Uh, I heard someone say, "You know what I what I want to do is just." really point out how much of a rock star Jesus is. You know what I mean? Like, we follow these, like, groups and celebrities and stuff. Uh, we, we become like them. Like, we, we start dressing like them and, and acting like them. And so maybe if we just made Jesus make everyone realize how much of a rock star he is, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I thought that was a, a cool, cool little something to think about. So we've got we've to reach... Our community. That's why we're here. It's to introduce people that don't know him to him. That's what the bridge is. The bridge is to bring someone from not knowing him to knowing him and then to knowing him you know, a little bit and then to, to maturing and knowing him that much more. Right? So um, I know that I. Uh, I've experienced this myself, and it's like, okay, it's it's really easy at church to say, yeah, we need to uh, we need to <laughs> bring people to church and invite them to church and and um, get them to come. Right? It sounds really easy in here, but then when we interact with people, it's not as easy to just say, hey, you know, come to church. So, let me give a couple practical steps on maybe how we can. We can do that. One, let's just start talking to people. <laughs> how many times do we walk by someone and like purposely and pass him, like, nah, I don't want to make eye contact. I don't want to talk. So let's just start talking to people. Like, how easy is that? I had a friend of mine uh, that I knew from years past. And uh, reached out to him was like, hey, uh, what do you think about catching some lunch? And so we got together for lunch and just got to catching up on times. And I, I really didn't know what had been going on, where he's been and all that stuff. But we got to talking and catching up. And we got to a point where church just kind of naturally came up. And, um, and so I said, man, we got this bridge thing going on. I think you should come check it out. I mean, it's kind of cool. It's laid back. We got some good people. And I think, I think you'd enjoy it. And it was that easy, just having conversation, over casual lunch, that, uh, that he ended up coming. And he ended up getting caught on fire for God. And now God's using him every day of every week. And I mean every day, because I know. <laughs> it rocked him. I didn't know this, but, you know, maybe he wasn't as on fire, and I didn't know. I mean, I knew him from church in the past, but life hits you, right? And, and so all of a sudden, just a simple lunch, a simple invite all of a sudden rocks this, his, his world. And I didn't even know that that was what changed his path until he recently informed me, hey, you know that lunch we had? That's when it flipped for me. And so it's something as simple as that. So let's start talking to people, let's invite people to church. When there's an opportunity, when you've built a relationship, let's just invite them to church. There was a, a survey done, This surprised me, I'll preface. It surprised me, six out of 10 people said that they would go to church if someone just asked them. Let that sink in a little bit. Think about your workplace, think about all the people you interact with. 60% of people would come if you just asked them. They're kind of starving for it. And we are... The hands and feet of Christ, and He's called us to a mission to do that. And so let's let's uh, let's take that responsibility on. What do you say? What do you say? All right. So that is that is kind of a corporate purpose. That is what the church body, all of us, have been called to do, is to reach. Those that don't know Christ and introduce them to him and tell them what he's done for us. Tell them about the good news of how he has sacrificed his life for us so that we can have his grace applied to our lives. Let's, let's share that with them. Now, something that I wanna spend a little more time on is what do we do as individuals? Like... Um, why do I exist? Why, what is my purpose? I get that we are all called to do, you know, the, the mission of reaching people. But what am I called to do? And, and I think and I know in some cases, that this can be a pain of, frustrate, a point of frustration, where people are really wanting to find out, what is my purpose? Because I, I wanna do it, I just don't know what it is. It got quiet. Um, I, I think that, uh, I wanna go through Romans 12, so if you can go, go ahead and pull that up. We're gonna go through a few verses here, so bear with me. But um, I think this is gonna help us a little bit in this topic of what is my purpose. For by the grace given me, I say to everyone of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. Now, I've had this scripture in my mind, you know, as I'm preparing and I, Charlie Pooth started singing to me. And, um, and so his attention song got to me. I love the bass line on that. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh. Go ahead. You want a mic? Uh, You don't, you just want attention. You knew me from the start. Right? In the baseline. Right? Awesome. Love you guys. Love you guys. Moving on. In accordance with the faith, God has distributed to each of you. To each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members... And these members do not all have the same function. We all have bodies, we have arms, fingers, legs. They all do different things, different functions have different purposes, but they all work together to do what you gotta do, right? So in Christ, in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So we all work together. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Some of those are, you know, to be encur- just to encourage people. You know, like sometimes I think we, we don't realize some of the easy opportunities that we have to serve. And sometimes it's as easy as just encouraging someone to show mercy towards someone. So it talks about all of us working together and, and it's football season, so I'm using a football analogy. You get the quarterback, right? They all have their own roles, right? The quarterback, down set hut, drops back, either hands it off to a running back, right? Does a little, all right? Or quarterback, fakes handoff, passes to receiver, receiver catches, uh, uh. touchdown, (laughs) right? Also, Justin, I didn't forget about you, bud. You ain't gonna get much of anywhere or have much time to do anything if those big fellas up front aren't giving you the time to do it, right? Blocking for you. We all work together as a team and we all have our own little something that we're doing, all right? So what's my purpose? Well, practically speaking, what are you good at? What, what are you gifted at? Where are your skills, your talents? What, what did God give you naturally to use, right? Those are God-given gifts, talents, skills. What are you passionate about? What's your personality like? You know, um, I, I, I like to... Um, Hang out a lot with the, more the merrier. Let's hang. Let's have some fun. And Tara, she she likes to uh, kind of you know keep a little more private one on one conversation. There's different personality types, right? If you guys want to nod at any point, like <laughs> just feel free to let me know. I'm still you know. Uh, so yeah, think about think about what you're good at. And sometimes God will come in and nudge you in a direction, too, that may not be right in your comfort zone. Because let me tell you something, (laughs) if you would have told me two years ago that I'd be standing up here doing this, I would say, you're crazy. Because God had to nudge me, and maybe a little more than a nudge, he had to maybe get me there. Because sometimes God wants to push you so that you can grow and develop. So let's, uh, let's dive into that and spend time meditating on what, what do you want from me? What did you create me for? He created us with a plan. And Jeremiah says, I know the plans I have for you. I I know the plans that I have. I created you for a reason. And it's for good things. It's to be fruitful, to prosper. And that's for each and every one of us. He, He created each and every one of us with a purpose in mind. Let's go back to verse two. Verse two, um, this first statement kind of jumped out at me for whatever reason. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. We know that um, we are called to be the salt and light of this world. We are to be called to be different, to stand out so that people can see that light in us, all right? But really think about this. Um, The pattern of this world is the normal. The, The pattern of this world is what makes sense. The pattern of this world is very logical. And sometimes, many times, God works in illogical ways, like tithing. I don't know, I don't know how 90% equals more than 100%. I don't get that math, but it does, okay? I don't get it. Um, You know, and then we we think about uh, Noah and I talked to the Boost volunteer team earlier. We think about Noah. Here's Noah in a desert (laughs) with no rain, no one's seen rain. This dude starts building something that no one knows what he's building, and it takes 120 years to build it, all right, 120 years. This man had to plant trees to come up with wood to build an ark. What's an ark? No one knows what an ark is. He, this dude, if we're talking in Genesis, all right, that's a long time ago. This dude built a cruise ship, literally a cruise ship, like three and a half football fields in this thing. He built a cruise ship with his bare hands in Genesis. And this whole time, people are thinking he's nutty. Okay, that's the pattern of this world. What is this dude doing? But God's using him in an illogical way like Peter stepping out onto water I don't last time I walked on water I don't recall but that that's not doesn't make sense but it happened Moses has people chasing him trying to kill them and he's like the head honcho of the Israel like God's people and so he's like it's President Trump all right here we go just bear with me <laughs> So he's like, "Hey guys, let's go! Follow me!" So they all start following him, and all of a sudden, all these people start chasing them on horses, wanting to kill them. Okay, and then they they get to this point where they're trapped by water, and they're fastly catching up to them. All right, and here's President Trump. Uh, he raises his staff. And he's like, dude, God, you better come through on this. What and all of a sudden, the water split. God's people walk right on through dry land. It doesn't, what? It doesn't make sense, right? But God works in illogical ways. So sometimes you have to step out there in faith and just trust that God's going to take care of it. Because a lot of times it doesn't make sense. I like where this ends up going, because a lot of times, a lot of us, I think, we keep waiting to know what my purpose is, okay? We keep waiting to know what that is. And this gives us the formula. It says, do not conform to this world. Get out of, like, what is normal, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. My ways are better. My ways are better. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is for you. And it's good. It's pleasing and it's perfect. So we have to renew our minds. And please get this too. Even when we do that, it says test. It says test. To me, that means you're not gonna get it right the first time all the time. So sometimes we just have to go. We just have to start moving and acting and it may not be the right thing. It might not be your perfect purpose, but he will still use you in those moments and I think you might grow a little bit in those areas, too. So jump in. You know, the, the enemy, that's, that's his tactic. That's his tactic is to say, hey, you don't know what your purpose is. Just chill out for a second. Give yourself some time to think about it. And then you end up sitting and sitting. and sit. He's, he, That's one of his greatest moves, is just to keep you stagnant. Move, move. That's what this mission is. Go, go. We're super creative, like super creative with talking ourselves out of things. (laughs) Yeah, like I've mentioned, I run every morning. Um, And I am super creative when it comes to not running in the morning. But if we flipped our creativity into how we could get things done and how we could be, Imagine if we flipped our creativity, because we use it a lot for getting out of things. Think about if we use it for good. So um, I did not uh, run this by her, but in this same vein, Tara. Um, so I met Tara. I've always been super involved with the church, And no matter what the church was, always super involved and um, always enjoyed singing and things like that. And so I've always been like, yeah, man, this is awesome. I'm going, I'm pumped. And Tara's like, what am I supposed to be doing? I can't sing, you know, I. (laughs) And although she's always been trying to find what is it, how many of you know that she's always been involved? She has always acted on whatever is needed. Where, where do we need help? It might not be what I love doing and I'm super passionate about. And I think she's getting to a place now where she's starting to put some things together. But let me ask you, the past 12 years I've known her and she's served, while it may not be her purpose in life, I'd like to think that God honors all that she's done in the past 12 years. So just act. So just act. I know some of you may not feel like you're good enough, you're not qualified to do whatever it is that you may even feel like you're getting the nudge for. But God also uses those people because he knows that they know they can't do it by themselves. OK, again, thinking about scripture, Moses straight up said, I'm not good enough for this. You know, I'm, you're telling me to go to Pharaoh and tell him and convince him to let all these Israelites go, who's been doing all this work for them. And, you know, they've got them in slavery. And uh, who am I? But yet God used him. Right. Noah. I just talked about Noah. Old boy liked the wine. <laughs> his, his sons had to cover him up because he had a good evening and a little too good and uh, found himself naked in a tent. All right? Noah. David. Man, after God's own heart, you know, it's David. He killed Goliath, he's awesome. Yeah, he also slept with the wife of another man and then decided, I like her. I'm gonna go make sure her husband stands at the front line in army and battle and make sure he's a dunzo. So David, the man after God's own heart, adulterer, murderer. I think God used him still. Paul, Paul was one of those Pharisees that knew it all, that literally said he was trying to kill off what God was trying to do, what Jesus was trying to do. Paul, he he gave the nod to go ahead and stone Stephen as he was trying to do good, do the work. And until he had an encounter with God, He was out trying to stop what God ended up using him to do more than anyone else ever. God can use you no matter your qualifications, no matter uh, what you think you can and can't do. God can use you. Why serve, Devin? Why would I serve? Why would I spend my time that's already very difficult to find? Why? Why? What's the point? And so I'm gonna run through just a couple things real quick because I know I'm running out of time. We were created to do it. Has anyone volunteered before? When you left, did you have this indescribable fulfillment? We were created to serve. That is a, a natural response to serving. You feel fulfilled. You receive blessing out of that, it increases your faith. All right. So um, I had a moment, guys. Please understand, I'm sharing this as uh, an illustration, not to, in a boastful way. Please know my heart. I'm running out of time, so I'm talking fast. Um, there was a moment in time where Tara and I felt that God was leading us to give a certain amount of money to a specific couple. Okay, specific amount. Specific people, okay? Didn't know what was going on, really. And quite frankly, I don't know if you know this, but giving money to people is kind of awkward, right? So again, God, please don't make me look like an idiot right now, all right? So we go to them, and we're like, "Ah, you're trying to softly deliver this here, and uh, here's a check. And the response was immediate tears, because that specific amount was gonna pay their mortgage that month that they had no idea how they were gonna pay for because work wasn't going well. We had no idea, all right? So again, I don't share that in a boastful way. That was all God. There's no way I could have known that. There's no way I could have known the dollar amount, the people, all that. That's totally God. But do you know how much that did for my faith? Do you know how much that did for my faith? When I stepped out and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be so awkward. And then all of a sudden that happens. It increases your faith when you serve and you follow what God is calling you to do. Connect with others. All right, we've done the feeding the homeless. We do that as a group. How much fun is that to do that as a collective body? You connect with your other church members, your family, right? You connect with others. I mentioned this earlier, but... Number four is, I want to be like Jesus. He's kind of the one that I like to follow. And Jesus clearly states that he is a servant. He clearly states that he is a servant. He lowers himself time and time again in scripture. I want to be like Jesus. I think he's pretty cool. The last one is, it's pleasing to God. And if we go quickly to to, uh, verse one, I just wanted, I know we flew through the scripture and I'm way late so therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God sacrifice yourself and it's pleasing to God I want to please God all right so I challenge you guys in the worship team if you guys want to come on up I want to ask you are you bored Are you, uh, in a spiritual sense, do you feel like you're stagnant? Do you feel like you're not rocking on all cylinders? Do you feel complacent? I mean this statement in a loving way, and we use this as a punchline to a joke sometimes. (laughs) But do you think Jesus hung on a cross for us to be complacent. Do you think he went through the pain and it wasn't just physical, he took on all of our sin, a perfect, pure Jesus, took on the sin of the world, all the sin that happened, all the sin that was gonna happen, He took on that filth and the pain. See, purpose is what gives us life. It gives us hope. It gives us energy. (laughs) It helps us to lock in and focus on what we're supposed to be doing and cut kind of the rest of the noise that we all go through every day. And it helps us to lock in on, why am I here? We can get hung up in all the things that don't matter. We can spend a lot of time on the things that don't matter. But purpose allows us to focus in and be more effective in what we're supposed to do. Listen, it's it's your responsibility. Think about this. This statement hit me hard for some reason. I just shared it with mom and dad last night. It is your responsibility to serve your purpose. No one else can do it. It is your responsibility to take on the mission that Jesus has called us to. It's your responsibility for your relationship with God. No one else can do it. Let's sing. You are calling me I can hear it clearly To stand for purity And what's pleasing could everybody stand with me? You are showing me. I can see it clearly. A sense of destiny. A change from everything around. Me. Take me by the hand and show me what you're. by the heart and show me what's the future